On October 25th of this podcast, we followed Sandy as it became a hurricane and then as it carved through everything in its path through the Caribbean. It rolled over Jamaica, Cuba, Haiti, and the Bahamas. Today, we cover its final landfall near Atlantic City, New Jersey. Hi there, I'm Chris May, host of This Day in Weather History, a podcast from the Weather Network in Canada. And this week is brought to us by Tourism Ireland where 3,000 years of Halloween history awaits you. Be with us this Saturday, October the 31st, for a special Halloween episode to learn about the ancient origins of Halloween in Ireland while looking at some standout weather events around the world that either helped or hindered ghosts and goblins on this special spooky day. All right, Sandy blows apart much of the Jersey Shore, Staten Island, Long Island, shut down the path system connecting New York and New Jersey and cost billions of dollars in damages. This hit this day in weather history. You know what? The best idea is just to follow the timeline because there is a lot to cover and I'm under orders to keep these episodes within five to six minutes. October 29th, 2012. Sandy is approaching shore as a Category 2 storm. It is packing hurricane force winds that extend in outer bands spanning 175 miles or 282 kilometers out from Sandy's eye, making it much larger than any other storm of its type. Fearing the worst and preparing for it, the New York Stock Exchange suspends all trading operations early and until further notice. The economy is already taking a hit and the storm hasn't even hit land yet. The United Nations headquarters in Manhattan close. All U.S. federal offices in the D.C. capital area officially close the public. This is made easier to enforce when the metro in Washington closes its transit service. We now have, in the northeast seaboard of the U.S., close to 11 million commuters stuck without service. In West Virginia, their governor, Earl Way Tomlin, at the time declares a state of emergency due to snow and rain expected from Hurricane Sandy, the rain on the impact, but the snow on the wraparound bands. Hurricane Sandy weakens to post-tropical cyclone in the evening before making landfall along the coast of southern New Jersey. But the storm surge was another story. While on the phone with my own brother, who, at the time, was living on an upper floor in a condo on a hill in Hoboken, Yeah, the steep grade from his place to Washington Street that runs parallel to the break wall lining the Hudson River, it's comparable to the streets of San Francisco or Vancouver. It's that steep. This makes sense going forward here, so remember I mentioned this. But while I had him on the phone, he at first doubted the impact, hearing that it had been downgraded as it made its final approach to a tropical storm, no longer a hurricane. Then a short time later, he calls me back to announce that his parking area on the ground floor was filled like a swimming pool and cars were underwater. Later, he reported that the water was rushing in waves, breaking against the front door of his building, and as a result, all of the main floor later had to be rebuilt and the gym on the main floor was destroyed. All the treadmills and all other equipment had to be destroyed. Remember I outlined the steep grade from the Hudson to his condo blocks away and up a hill? The storm surge pushed the water all the way up that grade and flooded everything down the streets below. Power was out for days, and the path system was shut down for longer. At one point, 
A local Starbucks opened its doors when it got power back, offering anyone with a power bar to tap into their hydro to charge phones and computers because for many, that was the only means for information and communication. Atlantic City was demolished and its famed boardwalk amusement park was deep underwater. Staten Island screamed about how long it took to be paid attention to, and for good reason. They were ravaged by the wind and surge, and homes went weeks in conditions not fit for dwelling. On October 29th alone, Sandy set several records. Hurricane Hunter aircraft sent to measure Sandy's central pressure found it sitting at 940 millibars, making it the lowest barometric reading ever recorded for an Atlantic storm to make landfall north of Cape Hatteras, North Carolina. The storm surge that I spoke of that dealt a knockout blow to New Jersey's shoreline also had its way with the lower west side of Manhattan. The surge level at Battery Park in New York topped 13.88 feet. That's about four meters of storm surge. And in the New York Harbor, a buoy measured a 32-and-a-half-foot or 10-meter wave, making that also a record level, more than 7 feet or 2 meters taller than a 25-foot or 7-and-a-half-meter wave that churned up by Hurricane Irene the year prior. And it all happened. Every bit of this happened on October 29th of 2012, this day in weather history. Tomorrow is October 30th, and we will look back at what was called the perfect storm. Long before the June 30th, 2000 release of the big-budget Warner Brothers blockbuster movie starring George Clooney and Mark Wahlberg, there was a real storm with a real crew who really became legends that are still remembered today on podcasts like This Day in Weather History with me, your host, Chris May.